Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello, it's Monday, the 12th of September, 2011. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. I'm Rod Maloney, business editor of WDIV Local 4 News here in Detroit, filling in for John McElroy again. John, thanks for having me. John is in Germany right now covering the Frankfurt Motor Show. Good luck, John. Don't work too hard. And while you're on the subject of Frankfurt, let's just give a friendly reminder here because we're going to be doing a live webcast tomorrow from the floor of the show. Starts at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. We're using a neat new piece of technology from a company called LiveU. It's a portable backpack that allows us to move all around the show floor to bring you the latest, so check it out anyway. And now it's time to head on with the news. Now, Suzuki's partnership with Volkswagen just went from bad to worse. VW accused the Japanese automaker of breaking the terms of the tie-up by purchasing engines from Fiat. Suzuki denied there was a violation and is now seeking to end its partnership with the German automaker. Suzuki's chairman, Osamu Suzuki, is quoted as saying, quote, we should just have a simple breakup and smile and say we weren't men for each other, end quote. But it doesn't sound like it's going to be that easy. VW has already come out and said that it doesn't want to end the alliance and it won't reduce its 20% stake in Suzuki. So stay tuned for that one. Ford has downgraded its industry-wide sales forecast for the year in the U.S. Earlier, the company had said that it was going to fall between 13, 13 and a half million in 2011. But now Ford says that sales may not hit 13 million. And according to Bloomberg, most analysts see sales coming in around 12.7 million for the year. And maybe that's because there aren't enough cars to buy. Wards reports that inventory in the U.S. is still too low, with only 49 days of supply at the end of August. The Asian automakers are hurting the most. They only have a 35-day supply. Indian automaker Tata, which also owns Jaguar and Land Rover, is scrambling to find a new CEO today. Last Friday, Carl Peter Forster quit the company after less than two years on the job, citing unavoidable personal circumstances. One of the challenges for the new CEO is going to be turning sales around at Jaguar, whose sales have fallen six straight months now. Now, I have a hard time remembering yesterday, let alone February, but if you recall, last winter at the Chicago Auto Show, GM pulled the wrapper off of a new Camaro model, the ZL1. Well, now the company's finally released more information on this top dog pony car. Its 6.2-liter supercharged V8 delivers a whopping 580 horsepower. Again, 580 horsepower. That gives the ZL1 a better power-to-weight ratio than a Porsche 911 Carrera GTS. The car is available with either a six-speed manual or automatic transmission. Helping put all of that power on the ground, it features the latest version of GM's magnetic ride control system, which can adjust the shock damping 1,000 times per second. Get that. No pricing or availability information has been released, but you can expect it to be expensive, to say the least, when it comes out later. Is a BMW even a BMW if it doesn't have an inline six under the hood? You could argue one way or the other, but one thing is for certain, V6s are strictly verboten, which makes this next story a bit puzzling. We picked it up from Autoblog, who found it on a 
3 Series Forum. Apparently, the Munich-based car maker patented a design for a twin turbocharged V6. The application is in German. You can check it out for yourself. Just hit the link in today's show notes at Autoline TV. All I can say is there's some wacky stuff going on in this business right now. There's more than one way to recycle rusted out old vehicles. An artist in Finland has found a way to turn them into art. Her name is, well, I don't know, here, just read it. I can't even pronounce that thing. <laughs> it's up on the screen. But she's built a couple of massive sculptures out of cows. Why bovine? Not sure, but they're pretty cool looking. Well, coming up next, some of my thoughts on the UAW contract talk, so stick around. Drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Wednesday is the deadline for the UAW and the Domestic 3 to negotiate their new four-year-long national contract. It's possible they could get the GM deal by then. Chrysler is fairly close behind. They will not have a deal with Ford by then, so as is the usual practice, they will extend the deadline. Still, it's a good idea to remember that GM and Chrysler have no-strike clauses as part of their bankruptcies, which makes it far simpler to come to terms. Ford does not. But that is not the reason why Ford sits in third right now. You see, there will be no strike this time around, as we saw four years ago. By its very construct, the strike is a nuance-free zone. The UAW used to use its strikes as a way to show, one, that it's still around, two, it can still shut the companies down on a whim, and three, in the end, it can force its will whether the true purpose is to gently step on a few toes or bloody a nose. Striking during a national contract negotiation often led to hitting a mosquito with a sledgehammer done just because, well, it could. The world's changed now, and I say there's going to be no strike this time around. I also say it has nothing to do with the no-strike clauses or Ford's slower pace. It has everything to do with the transplant plants in the U.S. Now, you're probably wondering, since they have no skin in this game, how does that work? Well, here's how. UAW President Bob King said this year, in a telling bit of truth, that if he and his team do not organize the transplants, the UAW's future is grim, if not over. King needs to organize at least one transplant plant to show that it's possible. So far, it hasn't been. So King will do whatever it takes to get his national contract with the domestic three strike-free. This can show the transplant executive teams that they have nothing to fear from the UAW because it is willing to work with them to make certain the business thrives in the future. It is also meant to show transplant workers who have previously shown no appetite to get involved with the UAW that they can benefit from UAW membership. Now, inside the UAW, there are a lot of members and leaders who see this as a losing strategy. How do you convince transplant workers that their lives will be better and their pay will increase with the national union so willing to work with their management to make certain the business survives? Many do not see where the added value is for the transplant worker. But this is King's strategy, and he's sticking to it. So even if you see a headline or a possible strike or something like that against Ford in the coming days, don't pay attention to it. The UAW hasn't struck Ford individually since the 1970s, and William Clay Ford Jr. has touted the company's good relationship with the UAW for a generation now. Still, just remember that none of it has anything to do with the current situation. Bob King is looking to Ohio, Kentucky, South Carolina, and beyond, where he sees thousands of potential dues-paying members in his dreams. Perish the thought of a UAW strike this time around.
And that brings us to the end of today's show. Again, I'm Local 4 Business Editor Rod Maloney here in Detroit. Thank you for watching or listening. If you downloaded this in the podcast version of the program, I'll see you back here again tomorrow, same time, same place. Take care.